Welcome to the Growing Green Landscapes Podcast with Jeremiah Jennings. While still in his early 20s, Jeremiah already runs a successful six-figure lawn maintenance company. Listen in as he and his guests share the things that have brought them success that can help you in your business. As a young entrepreneur in the green industry, Jeremiah emphasizes the tips and tricks involved in running a lawn maintenance business while discussing the principles applying to all small businesses. If you're wanting to grow, become profitable and professional, you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. Hello, everybody. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. We are so excited to be coming to you today with another guest interview. We have Brent joining us from Waycross, Georgia. He is not too far down the road at all, only about two and a half or three hours away. So we hopped on a Zoom call and he had a day off and he had some guys out working and we just wanted to hook up and kind of talk his lawn maintenance company and the things that he does. And it's cool because we're all, we're kind of in the same climate. So we have some similarities that we can discuss, some uh, similar grass types and, and all that. But we actually discuss Brent's new business venture that he's getting into. He's going to start a new division of his company. And if you know who Jason Krill is, it'll kind of give you a hint of which route he's going. And he's actually followed Jason's, watched some of his videos, and Jason's helped him out. So stay tuned to hear about what Brent is doing and how he's going to start this new division coming to, coming uh, in spring of 2022. And he's going to be really changing his business, going full-time, getting some uh, getting some full-time year-round customers for next year for sure. He already has a good clientele base right now, but he's even going to keep growing next year. So I'm excited for you to hear this show. Brent brings a lot of good advice. I really enjoyed the episode. I hope you do as well. If you would, leave those ratings and interviews at the end. Those really help us. Those really help uh, boost us in the rankings. And then the algorithm pushes us to new people out there so we can grow the community one relationship at a time. With that being said, we're going to kick it over to today's show sponsors. We're going to hear a quick word from them, and then we're going to hop right on into today's show with Brent from Waycross, Georgia. Hey, it's Marty, and I've been in the communications business for a long time. And our dirty little secret, well, among several secrets, is that we're just not very good at truly communicating. What? we've got here is failure to communicate. Do you feel that way about your communication with clients? That it's just not as strong as it should be? That is why Brian has the Growing Your Business with Customizable Newsletters course over at LaunchpreneurAcademy.com. This is an opportunity to increase sales through better communication. Help me! Help me! Every month, you're invoicing and billing, and that is the perfect time to share new and exciting information with your customers. Check this out. I'm sending you some email. Monthly email newsletters are a powerful way to educate, inform, upsell, and just keep the overall atmosphere of your business in tip-top shape. Wow. Get started today at LawEntrepreneurAcademy.com, and that link is on your podcast app. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another show today here on the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode today here on the podcast. It is the holiday season. We are going to keep these shows coming out, though. We have uh, This is actually the week of Christmas, if you're listening to this real time. Uh, it's cold down here in Alabama. It's, it's windy. It's blustery. So we're not out doing that much work this week, kind of taking it easy. Uh, I know uh, some other guys around the country are dealing with some of the same stuff. they got snow coming down already, so it's a fun time of the year. I always like uh, taking a little bit of time off this time of year just because we work so hard during the uh, 
on season, I guess you could say, that we enjoy taking an off season a little bit. So that's at least my case. Uh, it's not the case for everybody, but in my personal business, I do like taking a little bit of time off in the winter. And so today we have a, another guest interview down from r- around where we are, down out of Georgia, uh, not too far away. And it is uh, Brent Course with Southeastern Lawn, Lawn Pros. Is that it? That's right. That's awesome. I like the name, Southeastern. You know what kind of region you're in. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's that's pretty smart there. But uh, Brent is joining us today from Georgia. What are you about two hours from where I am? Not not too far, right? Uh, I think it's around is it, three. Is it three? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure because we're like uh, about an hour and a half from Jacksonville, Florida. So. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah, you're further down than what I thought. I thought you were further yeah. north than that. Okay. Well, yeah, we're in kind of the same climate, though. Not too much Not too much different. Uh, you might be a little warmer than we are, but we were just talking before we record. Still got leaves on the trees. All these old oaks are hanging on, holding the leaves tight. So uh, it's enough to enough to keep us busy for sure during, uh, during the winter, at least into January through the holidays. But uh, enough of that. Just kind of wanted to let everybody know who we had joining us today. And Brent, I just kind of want to let you take it away, man. Tell us about how you got started. Uh, I know a little bit of your story, but not all of it. So tell us about how you got started and kind of how you've grown to where you are today. Uh, well, my name is Brent Corson. Uh, like I said, I live in Waycross, Georgia. It's uh, down south. We're pretty warm down here. We operate year round. 95% of our clients are year round. We pretty much push that hard when anybody comes in new. We Try to only take in somebody that's going to be taking this year around, you know, to keep the bills paid and keep the lights on. I got uh, one full-time employee. Um, we are a lawn care business. We offer landscaping of any type, really. Not such as the hardscaping. We ain't got into that yet, but we just recently got a uh, weed control and fertilization license. I actually bought some of the program stuff from uh, Jason Creel. Oh, yeah. Because around here is competition when spraying, they ain't telling you nothing. Really? So, good thing, you know, these people exist like you and everybody else that's out here giving us information and, you know, talking to people that's willing to give it that ain't next door to you. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool that you get hooked up and got stuff with Jason. He's put a lot of good stuff out there with the weed control. I've never personally used smart. it, but it's cool to hear that you have. Yeah. And he's, he's really smart and uh, he's warm. Y'all are warm season grass is pretty much the same yep. what we got. So it worked out pretty great. Uh, what do y'all see the most but, of out there? Grass types. Uh, centipede. Oh, centipede really? Yeah, a lot of bahia. Uh, bahia. We try to keep, y'all, you uh, really are south then. Oh, yeah. We got yeah. a lot of bahia. Yeah, we don't really have that much bahia, but with centipede, it's kind of few and far between here. I don't. How does the centipede do there? I feel like it always burns up here really? in like August. No, it, uh, it thrives here, man. It, really? It's best growing grasses. Um, obviously, but hey, you can't stop it unless you kill it with some MSN yeah. turf or something. Now, what do you cut? This is what do you cut in your centipede on? Uh, we actually cut short. We cut most of our centipedes around uh, two and a half. It's our St. Augustine grasses, and we cut it about three inches. Okay. Well, that's, that's, I don't know. I guess it's just a different. We are in a little bit of different climate then because my centipede, if I cut it that short, it, it, it dies. There's no way I can cut it that short. I have to cut it on like three and a quarter here. I don't know what the difference is, but. I like centipede. It is pretty grass, but we do we do mostly zoysia and Bermuda is what we see here the most. But yeah, we have a, we got a lot of Bermuda, and I think a lot of our centipedes, uh, kind of like a hybrid, I guess they call it. Mm-hmm. Centipede and uh, Bermuda mixed together, it does yeah. pretty good. Good, but uh, you can actually cut it short just because the Bermuda, you know, it's taller to yeah all the way to the most. 
Yep, yep. It it grows quick. Well, how do you uh so how did you get started, man? Well, just I guess like a lot of people, you know, I was uh probably fourteen in high school or no yeah, yeah, middle school, high school. Cut neighbor's yard. Uh we'd use our little uh craftsman zero turn or it wasn't even a zero turn back then, it was a little tractor style. Yeah, oh yeah. Long. Yep. And uh what's funny is I had a family friend, I cut her grass with her lawnmower. And she'd pay me $20 to cut, and she'd feed me lunch every Saturday. Can't but beat that. A, yeah. But we cut a few and uh, just always had money. But uh, as soon as I got out of high school, I went to a local college, just a technical college for to hire on CSX for the railroad. I hired on there shortly after, and by uh, 2008. I think I graduated in 2006 and hired on there in 2008. Worked there for 13 years and uh, always worked overtime because I always want to make more money. And uh, it always got scars every year. It would dry up. So I was like, well, I'm going to do lawn care. I had a zero turn, and I love cutting grass. So uh, I finally started it in 2018 in August, in the middle of a drought. What ended a time to start. Five, yeah. Ended up about five yards by December, and, you know, a couple of them dropped me. But uh, 2000, trying to remember my numbers, in 2020, uh, no. 2019 when the COVID hit real bad uh may after 13 years of railroad i got laid off and so luckily i had about 30 clients and it was just me and i just went full force and uh never looked back uh they've called me back and i've quit i've turned it down wow like i say um we got roughly right now around 55 accounts which don't sound like much but like one account is 18 properties with Ware County, with our local county doing a lot of their properties, library, courthouse, yeah. airport stuff. Yep. And then we got a 24 acre cemetery we actually take care of. It takes a whole day. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. So, yeah, you got some bigger properties. That's, that's one thing that I always hit on is the number of properties doesn't really matter because no. it, it, you got guys that I see up north that have all subdivision yards and they could have 120 of them, but they're all. A quarter of an acre size and like you're saying you got one property that's 20 something acres so it's big difference there big difference there but yeah and like here too um a good bit of my yards are pretty close to my house but then i got like two days a week i go to the county next to us yeah neighboring which ain't 15 minutes away and then and all them properties i try to add them in if they in line where i'm driving that day yeah Buying out, driving all around, all across the zigzag, you know, wasting time and gas. So yeah, it's all worked out pretty good with the customers I picked up. So that's pretty cool that you got. I mean, you it, long hair. Uh, the business was kind of your savior. Then you got laid off, and you had it kind of in your back pocket. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Are you are you, you got a son? Are you married? What does that What does that look like? When did you when you got fired? Was it uh was that a big or not fired? But you know laid off. So many people yeah. got laid off. But but that's a that was a very common thing. What was that like? I mean, was it stressful? I mean, were you definitely having those thirty those I mean those thirty something accounts helped you? But that had to be a big uh, uh that had to be a big burden to come on your shoulders. How did you handle that and kind of push through that uh, adversity? Yeah, uh, it wasn't easy. It was scary. Um. I'm not one to stress too much. I just go with the flow. I know I work my ass off, so yeah, I know. Um, um, I'm married. I got three kids. My oh, wife, wow, she, yeah. uh, she was working part time because she's never really worked much. She always stayed home, to take care of the kids because I made enough money, you know, for her to be able to do that. Yeah. And, uh, she was actually laid off at the time too. From oh her man. Well, money, but 
she was scared to death, but uh, I guess, you know, God, it just, they never let us miss a beat. We never missed nothing. We never missed a meal. We never missed a paycheck. Yeah. And I took us from, you know, like I say, just working, just kept working, kept pushing, kept trying to get accounts. Uh, just got up every day and went to work. And it just, you know, the Lord blessed us. It worked out. We went from, uh, like I say, 30-something accounts to the bigger ones. And now I'm at the point where uh, I probably, I think I make three times what I did at the railroad. Yeah. Month. So, awesome. And this year, I even have one account, their uh, local DNR office. Mm-hmm. They want to my service, but they agreed to a 12-month payment. So, you know, I try to get people, you know, the same payment every month. Yeah. So I know what it I, out. I, yeah. I got one full-time employee and then my stepson, he's 15. Okay. He's one out. He loves to work, make money, and uh, he's good at it. He's been with me ever since day one. Anytime he's out of school, he's worked with me. So he's working now with my guy. My guy's actually one of my best friends. So I can, you know, trust him to be out there with me. Yeah, him. that's so, cool. And they're out there getting it done right now, kind of taking some time off with my wife, my little girl, and all that, staying home. And today we actually went around and got some uh, cookie trays from a local bakery. It was about $70 worth and took them some of our good commercial accounts. Yeah. Just to thank them, you know, say Merry Christmas. And uh, I got to go and measure a landscape here just a little bit. Got another one working on. I actually uh, got a guy here that he's he was the, doing it before I was, a good friend of mine. And he's got a landscape crew with several guys. So anytime I get something too big, too just I ain't got time for, he does it for me. So we're working on something together now with that too. That's awesome that you have that connection to be able to reach out to him if you need him. And he's willing to, and he's willing to work with you as well. He's not trying to take the job from you. He wants to help you do, uh, and and prosper in whatever the the stuff you get. So, how was the? Uh, you said you got in some commercial accounts with the county, and you're doing a lot of their, uh, like the health departments and all that type of stuff. We actually, I have a, I have a buddy here that does that same thing, and uh, in our in our local county, he does a lot of those offices, and uh, he's actually opened up doors for him to get more across the state, and he's kind of traveling now and uh doing doing them that way but how did you make that connection uh with getting in with the county that's a that's a big contract i mean i know those things they they're not afraid to pay for most of them they just want it cut and they want it looking good so how did you how did you kind of make that connection and and go about making that bid and how did that whole process work yeah well one of my i guess you call it my secrets is something i do that i mean some people may not think of it i look for properties that look bad yeah um especially commercial and i start finding out who does it you know what's going on and they uh, kind of find out they was being with the same guy for like 20 years and he just got really bad just i don't know what happened but just quality went down and they was tired of it they fought him for a year but anyways they decided to put it up for bid and i got in on the bid i was the only company to actually show up everybody bid it really high yeah but i think a lot of people you know they don't uh they don't know how to bid and look at something and see how long it's going to take them they may took you know, may have thought it was going to take them three days to do all the properties what we can do in a day. So, I mean, it, it takes a lot in consideration to, to bid on something big. Especially when you, you have really multiple got, properties, when you're driving between you properties it. and all that. Yes. Uh, but we bid it and we want it. And, you know, it's a few years, it's a three-year contract. Eventually, it'll have to be up for bid and they have to do it publicly. But, you know, we try to keep a good relationship with people. Uh, they ask us to do stuff, we do it. We try to do a good quality job. We try to be professional, polite to the people. You know, we're out there around the courthouse, all these people that we, you know, to pay, write the check, they're there. So, you know, we try to say, hey, and 
just do a good job. And you know, quality goes a long way with people. It does. More quality quality and customer service. That's what you're talking about, like getting those cookies and stuff. That'll um that'll help you out down the road. Even if even though they have to open it up for bid to the public again, you're still gonna be a forerunner if you I mean, somebody might come in five grand less than you on the bid, but if they like your work, they're happy with you, they're going to stay with you. They're not going to drop you over $5,000, I don't feel like. If if you're doing a quality job and they know they can trust you, it's not worth the headache of them for them to have to go through and sign somebody else, give somebody else W-9s and all that, all the other legal stuff that goes along with it. have to get to know them, have to tell them the properties, all that stuff. So if you do get commercial stuff, that's and that's we have a couple commercial things and the, the stuff that we do have, I just always – always try to keep a good relationship with the property management company because uh, at any time they could put it back up for bid. I mean, they're, they're always, uh, when the contract runs out, they could put it back up for bid, but right now they've never even done it. They've just kept us, they've just kept us there. So um, just have good relationships and build that, build the trust and the character that they know that they don't need to bid it out again because they're going to rely on you forever and they don't, you don't ever have to, you don't have to change and worry about losing that job. But yeah, that's, thing that i believe in solely is uh i focus on the work and the relationships i don't focus on how much money i'm making yeah how much i'm going to give me you know if it's profitable it's, it's, it's worth having but focus on the people focus on the relationships that goes way longer if you're just going for price worried about money you're going to lose on price every time yeah yeah no that's right and that that kind of goes back to even what we were talking about, me and Brian were talking about in our last uh, podcast was if you're in it for the money, then what are you doing it for? You, you're going to, there's not really, you're in it for the relationships, no matter what you're doing. That's like him putting out YouTube, me putting out podcasts, him putting out podcasts, everybody else putting out all their advice. Uh, if if we were in it for the money, people would know you were in it for the money and that's not the case. We're just in it for these relationships to help people out and that's you, that's what you're doing as a as a lawn care business provider or weed controller, whatever you're doing, landscaping. You are a provider. You're helping these clients out. You're helping them by serving their needs, helping their yard be kept up, helping their landscape be redone so that so the commercial business looks fresh all the time, keeping the mulch down and all that stuff. So it's like you're saying, relationships is so important. The work is so important. And always always keep that in the forefront. Don't worry. I mean, yeah, you need to be profitable. You need to make a, a good living and uh, run a profitable business, but don't let that be the the only reason you do it is for the money. Um, and so I heard you I heard you saying earlier that you were you got the ornamental turf and pest uh, licenses, and you're going to start weed control. Tell me about that whole journey. How are you gonna? What kind of made you get into that, or want to get into that? And how are you gonna plan on going about doing that next year? Well, my thing is too with lawn care. I feel like some people, you know, they like one man crew, just be by yourself. This ain't what we want. We want to be, you know, multiple incomes. I want to be able to, you know, have money in different spots just in case, you know, with the way the world is, it could uh, crash at any time. Yes, the way sir. Things are going. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, I don't want to rely on one income, especially when I'm the only one working. I want to have more, but I just wanted to be able to be like a site management type business. I wanted to be able to, you know, we do irrigation. We've done irrigation installs, repairs. We do you know, everything except for hardscaping, and I got a sub for that, which was a guy I mentioned earlier. They do any kind of pavers and stuff like that. But uh, I just I always was interested in it. Uh, there ain't a lot of people around with the license. It's hard to get. It ain't easy. It's a lot of studying. And then, uh, and that's not even – that's 10% of it. I mean, you can't just go out here and spray. You're going to burn up somebody's grass if you don't know what you're doing. But uh, I got my license. I, uh, I kind of 
and visiting it before it happened, I started getting shirts made where we control fertilization. I started, you know, advertising, putting on my trailer before I even had my license while I was going through the testing period because I knew no matter what, I was going to do it. And uh, we actually just bought a 2018 Permagreen, had 200 hours on it. I got it for 4000 cash, so I wasn't owed no debt. Um, just to get us started, a uh, small, sweet little machine. And I uh, had a buddy that was going out of a lawn care business, and I bought his enclosed. We own enclosed trailers, uh, 7 by 14 white enclosed trailer, white trucks. I have uh, one set up for mowing, and then I have this other one. I bought his, and it's going to be my spraying trailer and irrigation. We got uh, the stainless steel racks on top to put the irrigation pipes. We'll be able to haul it because we had some trouble getting some pipe to a job this year. Yeah, yeah. But equipment trailer, I got a deal on, but I sold it to make money to buy this. But anyways, almost still paid for except for my two mowers. Uh, I don't owe a lot on them, but they're zero for 48. So really no sense of paying. What kind of mowers are you running? Gravely. Okay. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard some pretty good things about Gravely. Down here, they're good. The biggest thing is, is dealer. That's uh, the best dealer support I've had out of the couple of dealerships here. That makes Um, all the difference. It is. We mostly run Gravely, Ferris, and Skaggs in this area. And Gravely is just what I went to. I actually have one of my mowers is a, uh, I got two, two sit downs, a Pro Turn 152 and then a, the new uh, Gravely Mach 1 they come out with a couple of years ago. And that thing out there has been unreal. It's, uh, we love it. We love having it. We run all Echo blowers, handhelds, everything is Echo. And uh, Echo's, Echo's pretty good. I've never, I've, I've ran it. I ran it years ago. I haven't ran it recently. So I have a hedge trimmer that's echo. My pole trimmer is, but other than that, we run all steel stuff. So I, how does the, I, let me ask you this. How does the echo work in the Bahia grass with the stick as that stuff is? Does it, does it cut it pretty well? I mean that the only, my only down quote unquote downfall is what, when I was using it was there was just wasn't enough power. There wasn't enough power as there wasn't still. So how does that work? How's that? Have they improved and improved that? We run all 26 tens. Echo 2610 trimmers. Okay. Uh, our head that I have attachments for, trimmers, edger, uh, all kind of stuff. And then we got an edger. But uh, I bought that series. It's a commercial, the Echo X series or whatever. I can't really speak much on steel because I never really ran it. I've yeah, just always yeah. been Echo of it. But the 2610 is awesome. Hands down, I put it. I would put it up against anything. I, to me, it's just like the Echo 9010, the blower. It's, uh, yeah. I love it. It's not underpowered. I've never had any trouble with it. I've run the crap out of them. Obviously, we'd eaten 24 acres of cemetery. Yeah, that'll uh, that'll help you beat one up. Trouble out of them. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And and now that is one thing that I'll say is my echo the head trimmer that I have, dude. I don't have to. Have, I don't have to do anything to it. I beat the piss out of it, and that, <laughs> there is nothing. I mean, there is nothing that I have to do. I mean, as as far I, I think I've changed the carburetor one time. Like it, I mean, I spark plugs. I don't do anything. I just I just crank it up, and it starts on second pull every time. And so <laughs> I, I just run it to death. But it it is yeah, good. We uh sometimes you know get busy and we forget to run the little maintenance. You know, do the tune up kits. Everyone does. Do Everyone does. You know, it is what it is. They're three hundred dollars versus the mowers ten thousand. So. Exactly, exactly. I that's my my philosophy is I always try to buy at least one of each small piece small handheld equipment every year just to keep a just to keep a back stock of 
Uh, if one does break, I just have another one sitting there in, in case I need it. That's, I always try to buy at least one blower and at least one trimmer every year, uh, sometimes two. But just uh, that, and that way, when you do go to start second cruise, you have that you have that backlog of equipment that you can kind of put the older stuff with them if you need to, and uh, just to get it started, and then move on from there. Which sounds like what is where you want to go is you want to start multiple crews. So um, you're gonna have a sounds like you're gonna have you have uh, multiple of those. So you're gonna be able to, to do that when it comes. So back to the the weed control thing. That's what's interesting to me is uh, you. So you bought your permagreen, you bought your trailer. Uh, what are you going to do? How are you going to hit the marketing uh, when it comes to that? Are you going to do EDMs or postcards? What are you going to do to kind of market yourself? Well, uh, I mean, like I say, we got our, all of my guys wear the same shirts. We got uh, my, my wife, kids, they have a shirt, you know, it says annual law maintenance, uh, landscape and irrigation, we control and fertilization. Trailers, they're like I said, they're big billboard. They say uh, law maintenance, we control and fertilization. We just uh, took my new trailer and ran it through the Christmas parade for our local town. Yeah. And uh, that advertisement, we actually just joined the Warecross Ware County Chamber of Commerce. Uh, yeah. We'll be doing something pretty soon. We're going to put it there. We're going to do, you know, different advertisements we can do. Uh, we're going to do a giveaway on Facebook like we do from time to time, push it on there. And then we're going to order 250 door hangers, target certain areas, target our existing customers. I actually have two customers that are on paid monthly uh programs to a guy i was subbing it out to that uh i'll take over now you know we'll just go from there a lot of a lot of stuff i mean you get more you get your name out or more you've seen you know the word of mouth really goes pretty far it does it does is that how you that's a question i was going to ask is that how you've kind of grown your business now from 30 to 50 something i mean has it been word of mouth for the most part have you done any marketing or has it just been kind of quality work and and reputation and word of mouth Pretty much just word of mouth. We ain't really done much advertising. Uh, I ain't done door hangers since I started. Yeah. Uh, that's something that we're pushing. You know, we control fertilization more than anything. That's what I want to focus on this year is building that up. Um, but it's all just, man, it's crazy. It's word of mouth. It's like uh, right now it's December, and I'm still picking up a client, year-round clients right now. Yeah, yeah. It it never stops. As long as, you, as, long as you're ready to sell, it's going to keep on coming in. You just got to be – Got to be ready and got to be willing to go look at the stuff and uh, make yourself available. So, what are your uh, this is what are your goals kind of going into twenty twenty two with the business? It sounds like you have some big goals. You want multiple sources of income. Uh, where are you wanting to go in twenty twenty two, or even further down the road than that? Maybe twenty twenty five. What are your what are your big uh, long term goals for the company? Yeah, um, mostly this year we're going to push weed control fertilization. I guess like anybody when the beginning when you start. You get wrapped up running, running yourself crazy trying to do landscape. You want to do everything. You know, you don't know what you're good at yet. You just focus on trying to make money and get your business up. We're at the point where we really kind of need to slow that down, kind of bring that back in and focus on what we want to uh, provide us, you know, a steady income, which is weed control, fertilization, and lawn maintenance. Uh, probably going to start a second crew. I'm going to do that myself. The guy I hired, he is a basically a foreman. He gets a little extra pay than what I'd pay a normal starter. That would just ride in the truck, you know, and help out. Yeah. But uh, we try to maybe get a second crew started this year, but mainly focus on getting a second guy hired and me stepping out of the mowing side and let him run that. Yeah. And run the weed control and, uh, you know, help him when we do the odd and end stuff. But uh, we're going to focus on weed control and fertilization. My stepson's 15. He's in ninth grade. And uh, when he gets out of high school, he wants to work for us. And like I say, he's always been with us. And I hope to have, 
a full-time route that I have built up. I'll let him take it over. Oh yeah. You should definitely have one by then. Uh, The way, the way the business is growing, it sounds like you'll definitely have one before then. Yeah, it is. Well, uh, in the, the week control, this is one more question I have about that is I know in some States you have to have everyone that sprays has to be certified. Is in, in your case, is it, you, you just have to have it in your company and then any tech can go spray. So like, your foreman can go spray for you, even though you weren't the one spraying. Because I apparently, I don't know somebody. This if anybody's from Alabama is listening, you can correct me if this is uh, wrong. But apparently, in Alabama, they have changed the law in their, in 2022. They're making it to where anybody that sprays has to be certified. Not like not just like your company has to be like any tech that sprays has to be certified. I don't know if I believe that because I feel like uh, we we have companies here with my goodness. 20 or 25 techs i mean more than that that's just our local companies and i'm like i don't i don't know if all 20 techs are going to go get certified i mean you know personally that's a it's a hard test to pass um and and there's a lot of stuff involved in it so is it in your case are you just you just have to have it and anybody can go spray yeah pretty much um i think legally they're not allowed to mix the chemicals we got to have it set up for them and uh they can refill the machine but i don't think they can actually you know, do yeah, the mixing process. Mixing, yeah. They, they can't go buy it, but uh, they can actually, I can order it. They can pick it up, and uh, but they can go without me and spray unsupervised as far as I know. I ain't 100% Like I say, I'm new into it, so I'm still learning. Yeah. I'm researching. Another thing is, too, like we do the UGA Extension Office here, which is our, you know, local agent that's over stuff like that. So we have a connection there, you know, to find out information anytime we need. That's huge. It's all about those relationships. See, you have an inside source there where you can go go ask him any questions and uh, kind of find out anything you need to know. Well, well, there's one more thing that I want to kind of hit on today, and that's the landscaping side. You say you've done some uh, – we were talking before, you've done some pretty big jobs. I mean, you've done some couple thousand dollar installs and all that. So what are, you, uh, what are your visions there? What, what, I guess first, what have you done in the landscaping world? Are you, do you enjoy that world, or are you kind of trying to stick to just lawn maintenance? Um, where are you wanting to go with that? Um, yeah, we've done several. Um, I, we really enjoy it. I do personally. Yeah. My mo- he likes sticking to mowing. He ain't much on the That sounds the about like me. I don't blame him. Uh, it's hard work, man. It's hard labor. You out there with a shovel, even if you got a tractor, there's still a lot of shoveling that's involved when it comes to rock. Yeah. But we, most of our stuff's been either, uh, we've done a handful of, um, new installs where we just kind of come up with something, drew out a plan, you know, gave it to the customer. They approved it. We do 50% deposits kind of how I've been learned with the guy that I team up with. Uh, he's kind of been a mentor, you know, he's built his business up right along as beside me, but he was ahead of me and he's bigger than me. So I, I have a lot of, I lean on him a lot and he teaches me a lot of stuff. And I, you know, I listen to him, but, uh, and then some of our jobs has been like the other day, we come in a, a existing landscape bed and they had some of the landscape lights in the bed and in the yard, which was ugly. And so we come in, took the lights out, put new lights in, rewired it, took out all the old pine straw, cleaned the bushes up, put down new weed barrier or commercial grade staples and uh put like i said put the lights and put in uh eight tons of river rock with a tractor and a shovel took us really about a day with two guys um if you can get to the beds you know that's the means a lot the bed's real deep it takes a little bit extra time yeah site access yeah but i I really like to have one landscape crew um i am looking to build that i'm gonna do it as it goes when i don't have time 
if we're too busy and, you know, we just don't, you know, I'll sub it out to that other guy. Or if we can squeeze it in like this time of year and we're slow, you know, in the slow season, we do landscapes. We got to where we're five days a week in the summer mowing, but because all the bunch of our clients are weekly in the summer, but bi-weekly year-round. So uh, we got a lot of extra time and, you know, down season outside of the summer. And uh, we do that. We've done several irrigation jobs. I've done a two-acre irrigation job, fully installed, done an acre and a couple small ones, a bunch of repair. Uh, I don't know. I just enjoy working. I yeah. enjoy all. I enjoy the taking something and making it beautiful. You know, it's just a passion for me, and it's just something we enjoy. So I kind of just going to take it how it goes. I mean, I'd like to have, a, like I say, at least two mowing crews really focused on the weed control fertilization. I'm going to have to branch out, you know, may have to drive 30 minutes to, you know, just in town, but if you're making enough money in the day, it's worth it if you can get, you know, 10, 15 yards in a day. And then like the landscape, uh, there's a lot of landscape here. It's uh, it's a growing business. People are more focused on their yards now than they've ever been in the years. You know, back in the day, it was the uh, upper class that got landscape. Nobody done that. Middle class cut their own grass. Just yeah. like I grew up, in. and it slowly transitions to where nobody has time. Everybody's nobody, busy. That's Money. exactly it. Nobody has time, and that's what we're here for to get that. So. Yep, yep. I have time. Send them my way. I got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, man, what are you? Uh, what do you have any words of advice or anything that you could give? Uh, maybe somebody out there is going to be starting, or somebody who just started. Some some tips on growing, or just. Uh, kind of staying strong like you said you went to the adversity of getting laid off and having to kind of jump into this thing full full force really quickly uh do you have any words of advice you could give somebody out there who's just trying to trying to get the grind going and, and start up a business or maybe they're running a small one but help grow it oh yeah yeah um i would just say don't be scared you know you you uh start a locker business today you look around there's you drive through town, you're going to see 20 different guys with lawnmower setups. It's, uh, you're like, dang, ain't no money in that. But there is. I mean, I started with seeing 20 people a day and, you know, I built myself up. I mean, it can, it can happen. Them guys are not always going to be there. Don't, don't focus on what everybody else is doing. Don't, you know, look at, they got three crews, you know, don't worry about that. Worry about you, you know, focus on your business, do it right. You know, do your books, don't hide money, you know, file your taxes, get your insurance, um if you start all the big stuff you know like i said that and the small times when you're big you're already doing it you know how to do it and you're good at it um get out there and hustle just you know just start i mean all you got to do is print out some flyers on your computer you ain't got to buy you know hundred dollars worth of door hangers you can print out ten dollars worth of flyers and uh, when i first started i actually went to neighborhoods i knocked on doors if they answered i talked to them i introduced yeah. myself who i was Tell them we was I never said I'm here to try to do your lawn maintenance. I just said, I'm just trying to introduce myself, getting on in the community, you know. Uh, nothing's going to come to you. You're going to have to go out there and get it. You're going to have to work every day. You're going to have to work in the rain. You're going to have to work in the cold. You're going to have to work in the hot. You're going to have to work when you're sick. You're going to have to work when you're hurt. And that's just uh, hustle, man. You got to just go out there and get it. It'll come. It, you may, you ain't going to make 10000 a month, you know, overnight. But one day you'll sit back and you're there and you're like, wow, look how far I've come, you know. And then. Like with me, I, I, I just, I got ADHD. I, I love the work. I love being out there. I love the manual labor part. So it, uh, it takes a lot to keep me going, to keep me sane. I got to have 10 different things going at one time to keep me and 
function. Yeah. I just love it. Well, that's a, that's a good personality to have when you're running a business. I mean, you kind of need that. You got to have, you gotta, like you're saying, got to have the grind, got to have the hustle because uh, work never stops, but you got you to gotta be able to, to endure it and handle it, and you got to be willing to work like that because if not, it's not going to take off. It's not going to grow. If you can't put the work into it, what do you expect to do? Uh, and, and where do you expect it to go? But, uh, where, what do you, do you do, what do you do for your books? I would say, keep your books up, which is very important. Insurance, all that stuff. Do you use CRM? What do you, uh, what do you use? I, I still ain't. I've been on my wife about it. She oh, keeps come up. on. You got to get on I, one. I, I want to do jobber. Uh, yeah. that's the one I'm fat. That's the one I, I like them. Yeah. That's what would be good for us. Um, we use the CPA, you know, do our taxes and stuff like that. My wife actually, keeps up with everything we keep everything any receipt any invoice gets put in a monthly folder yep and he actually sits down and types it all up hands one two sheets of paper to him and he don't have to do them but plug the numbers in so it's cheaper on our end but uh she keeps up with all that somehow in my mind i can keep up with majority of who owes me or what i mean when do they pay yeah um we do a lot of venmo and cash app so jobber would be perfect you know as far as card on file that's one thing we've been going back and forth on is uh money's coming in all over the place you know the commercial accounts pay at the same time but the residentials and see that can be a problem that's i'm glad i'm glad we got to talk about this as we wrap the show up here really quick is if you're still listening at this point you're getting a good good tip of a uh, piece of advice here is because that's one thing that i mean i'll just give some personal uh what i've done here is um we actually went to yardbook last year and the year before that we were using quickbooks yeah, it's cool that you can pay you online, but QuickBooks is not a CRM. It's an accounting software. It's not. It's not a uh, not a CRM. So we went to Yardbook, and have you ever done much research on Yardbook? You know much about it? Yeah, I have. I have an account. I use it just a little bit, but not like I should. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jobber is good, but I tell you, if you're just wanting to get into it and kind of, from what it sounds like to me, you kind of you don't have a million different things going a million different directions. You got a long. You got a good lawn maintenance company. You're going to start up the weed control thing. Yardbook has a great weed control program. I know that because I know people that use it. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, they have a good good side on there. But then the lawn maintenance side, if you get the paid version of Yardbook, I think it's like 30 bucks a month or something like that. Uh, I mean, it's, it's nothing in the grand scheme of things if to keep your keep your money paid on time. Um, it's, it'll, it'll change your business. It really will. And if you're still on pen and paper... Uh, it, it's okay. It's like you're saying, you can kind of keep up with who pays you, and who, but that'll run out as you grow. It's going to, it's going to start, you're going to start forgetting stuff. I mean, uh, having that card on file is huge. Being able to just press and get paid. I mean, you know, I mean, I know you probably have all pretty good customers, but you got to have somebody who has not paid for a couple, a couple, I, a couple months. Yeah. And it's like, man, come on, I need that money. I need that money. Yeah, they, you're right. You're just 100% right on. There's been a few, you know, they, yeah. I don't let nobody get behind or i'm gonna cut you off yeah but yeah you do i mean you're gonna slip the, it's gonna add, yeah it's a, yeah it's crm is the way to go 100 percent. like i say i'm on the verge of it i'm finna you know i'm gonna do it but yeah you just when you get to a certain level you gotta have it you gotta I mean, have just, it. and but it's kind of like it, it's kind of like what you're saying is if you do the big stuff when you're small when you're big you already have it all figured out and that's the thing if you start with a if you start with a crm when you're small and you don't quote unquote need it you can keep up with it all in pen and paper. If you start right. it then and factor it into your business, your business is going to grow exponentially because, and it's going to be a lot easier on you when you have. If you do it when you have twenty clients, 
when you have 75 or 80, you're not going to have to enter all 75 or 80 clients in there at one time and take two or three days to do it uh, and put all their addresses, put all their emails, all that, to get all their cards on file. If you just start it when you're small, then you're just going to do it. And over time, every new customer you get is just going to go in there and it's going to it's gonna make for a so much better process. And honestly, here's one of my favorite things about Yardbook. And I think Jobbers, Jobber, I've seen, they finally caught up. But it's one thing where Yardbook was ahead was people can tip you. And man, I'm telling you, on Yardbook, I have gotten so many. I've made, I've no joke, probably made an extra 2500 bucks this year just off of tips. Just off of That's tips. Cool. And it just because it goes on the it goes on the bottom of the invoice and it says tip here. I don't do anything. It's just automated in the email. Twenty five hundred bucks to do nothing but say here put a tip. And it's like if you would ask if you ask somebody for a tip on your paper invoice, you would never get one. But when they get that automated and they see that thing, they're like, oh, I need to put something. They don't want to put no. And so I think Jobber did finally. I think just like within the last month, they added a tip button. So. Uh, if you're not, if you don't have a CRM, you're also missing out on money because, like, man, those tip buttons they that can really bring you a lot of extra income. And you can look at it if you're looking at it as like, man, it's a lot of money. I don't know if I can do that. And it, hey, the tips alone paid for the paid for the service, and it's in and of itself for a year. I mean, thirty bucks a month. What are you looking at? I mean, five less than five hundred bucks a month. Five hundred bucks a year. Uh, so I and if I've got twenty five hundred bucks in tips, then you do the math and, and tell me. Tell me if it was worth it or not. So, little quick little tangent on CRMs and uh, and all that. But I know you. I know you're a smart guy. You're going to get one here. And I know anybody out there that's listening and starting. I uh, hope you hope you get one out there and get one early. But man, it's been a really fun show. We got to talk about some really fun things and how your business has grown and kind of what y'all are doing. Uh, I do have one final question for you. And uh, I haven't haven't uh, kind of prefaced this with you. I just always like asking the customers at the end of the sh- I mean the uh, guests at the end of the show. And I just want to hear what's your why? Why do you go out and uh, run your business? Why did you Why did you not go get another job when you got laid off? What made you just dive full time into lawn care? And uh, what what keeps you going every day? Well, the biggest things family, you know, to provide for them. Like I said, I'm the only one that works, and uh, I want to give them the best lifestyle possible I can. You know, not nothing crazy and spoiling them and get them all stuff. But, you know, they ain't have to worry about the bills, the food, the lights, you know, just providing us as a man, that's what you're supposed to do. But I don't know. I just love being a business owner. It's always been something I've always wanted to do. Yeah. Um, even working at the railroad, I always told people I, I am not going to retire here. This is not what I want. I don't want to work at the same place and make the same amount of money the rest of my life. It's just, uh, it's not me. It don't fit me. I don't, I don't enjoy it. I don't want to spend my one life, you know, doing something I don't enjoy. So yeah. that's why I head into it. I never went back. Um, it's just, I love what I do. I mean, this is, it's, uh, it's been great. I really enjoy being outside. I enjoy the people. I enjoy talking. I enjoy learning new things. Uh, don't be afraid to learn. Don't be scared of irrigation. Don't be scared of spray and don't be scared of landscape you'd be surprised at what you can really do if you try it I mean, if you've never done it you may be great at it i mean these guys like almond landscape and uh, andy moeller and all them that do these you know amazing hardscape jobs you know they started somewhere they weren't just doing them that wasn't their first job didn't look like that that's right that's right they all started with small uh trash can pads <laughs> and and all that kind of stuff that you always see them talk about that's that's huge you don't don't be afraid to, to get into something new, and that's something I have to tell myself every day: is don't be a scared, don't be scared and afraid to try something new and learn, uh, learn from somebody else. Even like, 
even like joining your chamber of commerce, that's going to teach you so much. You're going to meet so many people in there that you can probably learn and grow your business from. That's huge. So, uh, well, man, I appreciate you so much for coming on today and taking time out of your morning to join us here on the show and, and give some people out there some good advice and uh, some good tips when it comes to running that lawn care business. Uh, if you would, kind of tell us where we can find you if people want to connect with you after the show. Uh, we're mostly on Instagram, uh, Southeastern Lawn Pro at Instagram. Uh, we do have a Facebook. I don't have a website yet. That's another thing this year I'd like to do is get a website. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, on Instagram, that's where we post. try to post daily. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way to do it, man. Stay in touch with the community and uh, kind of it'll help your social media grow, help everybody engage in your pictures and stuff. And definitely get that website. I know I want to check back in in about a year here and I want to see where your where your CRM is at and where your website's at and see how that has see how far that's taking your company because i feel like that's going to take you it's going to take you leaps and bounds to another to another uh strand of business there it's gonna it's gonna really take you up and uh, really help your business grow and succeed so thank you so much for joining the show today and uh guys if you're out there listening thank you so much for just staying here with us uh if you missed last episode it was our 50th episode with brian fullerton really fun show go check it out uh, it was a great listen and just we talked a lot of real life and just uh just some just real life advice. That's really what it boiled down to is uh, that that's what it was about. So 50 episodes today is 51 and I'm excited to just keep this ball rolling. We are going to keep on pumping them out in here. We might take a small break when it comes around to Christmas. We might take do one, one show a week and, and for that a new year's, I don't know yet, but um, just stay tuned. We, for now schedules Wednesday and Friday coming out new episodes and uh, I'm just enjoying this, putting out this content, enjoying getting to hang out with everybody, meet new people, and just see where this podcast is going to take us. So if you would, like uh, like us on Instagram, you can follow us there. And uh, if you would, leave the ratings and reviews as well on the podcast platforms because that really helps boost us up and send us out there to more people so we can grow the community one relationship at a time. And uh, Brent, thank you so much for your time today, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Well... Thanks for tuning in to the show today. I hope to catch up with y'all here on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. We know you have many other podcast options to choose from, and don't take it for granted that you chose to spend some time with us today. You can connect with Jeremiah Jennings at Growing Green Landscapes on Instagram or use the link in the show description. Don't forget to smash the follow button on the podcast and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. We hope you crush it in your business and hope to catch you on our next episode.